Hello, welcome to the Weather Report, the podcast that asks whether or not a trend, technology, business, or behavior is here to stay. I'm Dave, and with me are Sona and Gareth. Good morning. Hi, Dave. Today we're asking whether or not... Hi, Gareth. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Don't want to be rude. Today we're asking whether or not our feeds are going to become an increasingly bigger part of our lives or if they're going to stay where they are. And when we talk about our feeds, what we're really meaning is... All of the information that we welcome into our lives from technology, from, uh, I guess, really probably offline to newspapers, magazines, etc. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. We have gone through and cataloged our individual feeds that we get just to talk about some examples about what our lives are like and uh, go from there. Sounds good. So our first first feeds come from Garrett. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I looked at... Basically, mostly the inbox, um, as that's become the primary source of information or basically a catch-all, a big dumping ground for everything. There used to be RSS feeds you'd subscribe to, um, and then bookmarking was a big thing, blogs and front pages of of websites. But systematically, over time, you know, social media makes more sense because you can get these bite-sized chunks. You can get the content you want, but not the whole thing. So... Uh, with my email, I've noticed like I have four roughly four emails that um <laughs> that are kind of operational, I guess. Uh, personal older one, I get a lot of um, personal information, uh, older bank statements, some Twitter mail, which I try to keep on unchecking. I don't want to receive these emails, and then some odds and ends. But over time, in the last ten years, that email used to have a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. There's now very little information, very personal, like one-to-one so that's a very personal email that's kind of achieved its goal in the second one is a private anonymous email (laughs) (laughs) uh so i get a lot of anonymous stuff i get uh, anonymous facebook rubbish on that street easy all the band stuff the bowery live lpr boom collective anything any gig i've been to exactly it'll trickle up there uh craigslist postings uh listing project listserv it's really the dumping ground where i can be anonymous and this is like a big fat ball of junk and glue. But there is some information there that I kind of sift through. Uh, work email. We've gone, uh, since going on Gmail at work, I would say this is 95% work email. Mm. It's very, uh, maybe even more higher. And um, I can give credit to Gmail's um, exceptional uh, g- spam filter, which I use with harsh uh, judgment. I, am, I punish it. <laughs> so I have just work email in the work email. Uh, and then I have a personal Gmail, and that is more stuff where my name is. It has to be out there, like a bill, airline tickets, um, zip car, PayPal, what all that kind of stuff. Basically, a public Gmail account. So that's the email. So how many email accounts do you have right now? Um, I have like a couple. I, I mean, I have yeah, four that I'm using four. that are on my phone and on thing, but I have like but maybe I think six. That's, that's the old school method, right? That's like what we used to. Because definitely. But I do want to separate. I don't want when I post something or respond to someone on Craigslist. I don't want to know. Then someone could Google me and then Facebook yeah, me. Yeah, see, it's like, I don't so want that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't mind certain things being public, but like, do you really need to know all this information if I'm doing this minor transaction stuff? So it's a, it's a little. Genix. Yes. Which email do you use for Ashley Madison? That's <laughs> <laughs> a whole separate email all to itself. Uh, so, and I think with, with my personal email, the first one I had, you can see that over time that it's become less used. 
and it's now it's 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 a public facing e Gmail anonymous Gmail and then a work mm. and those are kind of forming most of the functions. And you've done a really good job of curating each one to really hone down into what you want it to be. So you've you've really made the feed the feed of this is a work feed. This is my life feed. Yeah. This is my entertainment ball of fun feed. That's correct. How often do you go back to the ball of fun email to troll through there uh, and see what's there? Once a week, maybe. Okay. Not even. Not even. If if I see something, like if it's a gig, uh, and and it's in the in the subject header, then I'll click through. Unless I've got nothing to do, well, I'll go through the mails, um, which is kind of symptomatic of another trend, which I'll address at the end. Yeah. Uh, so then, other things I do, being an old schooler, uh, I go to the Guardian like front page and then mm. trip it down top to bottom. Like that could be a Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, times um, and at the moment the Rugby World Cup I'm there pretty often oh, yeah. uh, and then Twitter LinkedIn AccuWeather and Bus Time <laughs> you, love the, you love the bus app back on the bus time and uh, kudos to the MTA they added uh, estimated time and stops to the thing so it's not these kind of random 0.5 miles you actually know so there's an upgrade there uh, well done so the web routine is definitely more when I'm sitting down or um at a fixed place, and there's more, I guess, I'm digesting, I'm ready to digest more. On the mobile, it's the BBC app, the New Yorker, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Those are like kind of the heavy users. Uh, and those, other than as I'm loading up New Yorker for the commute, or BBC, or even the Guardian sometimes on the mobile, the rest of it's really just scanning. Have you been able to make a habit out of loading up the Guardian or New York or Blank for the subway ride? I do, but the trick is you have to keep, you don't, you cannot um, click out. Refresh. That's yeah, the problem. Because then you, you reset there with blank tabs yeah. and it's like infuriating. Agree. I'm going to solve that. Dave, I want to hear yours. All right, so, <laughs> like, so those are great feeds, Gareth. Uh, my feeds, I don't... You're very organized, Gareth. He is. Your it's... life is very organized. But you have children. I guess that's part of it. I think it's, it, it's pre-children. Yeah. Wait, this was pre-children? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's the compartmentalization is smart because it, it's and the privacy factor, too. I think you've gone much further yeah. into saying, setting up that anonymous email much better than most people have yeah. and it's um there's a different there's a i guess there's another chapter of how like the web browsing habits that i developed through the dark days right which now people have just let it go um you know now with snowden and all that information people are like yeah i don't care like the information's out there sure. and you know there was a time where you could be guarded but it just now requires a lot of work yeah, and so I, I do the exact opposite from you. I should have four emails, but I only have one. So I get everything in one place, and I have since the beginning of time. But I've always been happy to say that I'm Dave Hep everywhere. I'm Dave Hep at gmail.com, Twitter slash Dave Hep, Facebook slash Dave Hep. So my brand is, is ownable in that way, at least, for, for better or for worse. Uh, so I don't... I don't have separate emails even for my, my work and my personal, so it all comes in a, one place for me in that way. So but I've categorized it as likes, places, skills, social, and work-type feeds. So in my likes, I've tried to do it like this. Uh, I get Urban Daddy. That's the one I'll read when they send a new restaurant and new something that's happening. That's how I keep up on what's happening around, the, around town. 
pocket is obviously where mm -hmm. I keep everything that I'm clicking around on the internet and I can't get to, I'll pocket it for later. And so uh, now that they've started their email feed, they definitely are curating it based on the kind of stuff I've already clicked in, around into liking. The Economist, I get, but never read. That, that is an, uh, like, it's an amazing thing to get and read, and I probably read one out of every four, maybe, that I click through. Uh, Brain Pickings, Kickstarter, and Eventbrite, so that rounds out. I definitely use a lot of my feeds for things to do, things around that are happening to be in the know of what's around. Are those newsletter feeds, like kicks, I mean, all, Yeah, all, those are all newsletter things. Okay. So, so I get those and let them, you know, give them a skim to say, I want to find out what's happening this month, this whatever. And yeah, it definitely takes time to go through any one of those, but I definitely use them in a lot of ways so I understand what's going on. Mm. And I think that's, that's, that I definitely thoughtfully use those. Then like places like, Lower East Side Tenement Museum, Metropolitan Museum of Art, Signature Theater, Barclay Center. Mm. I get just to kind of hear if there's new things that are, that are going to be happening further out, just to kind of be aware of. So someone's not going to come down six months later and say, did you see the show? I'd be like, I had no idea it was coming. So you kind of just tertiary understand that that's out there. Code Academy sends me their email because someday I'll become a coder, but I do. Oh, you still get that one? I still get the one. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And it's because I still believe that someday when I have a free weekend, I'm just going to yeah, click I in there and start too. doing it. I believe, yeah. So I won't let that one go. <laughs> then socially, I have LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest all send me when people either look at me, mention me, do whatever. So those are only... Things just kind of to alert me to go check out. So that's a pretty hot list. It's, it's a pretty hot list, yeah, definitely. It's bumping in 24-7. Uh, so I think those remind me to, to look at the things that I'm doing about me. This looks like I can be aware of like my profile out there. Then I would say in the same time, definitely Twitter and even now probably growing more Facebook. Are, like I'm checking, I, I go to as regularly as I do New York Times or ESPN to go check out sort of what's happening there externally. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Is your primary information source coming through a, uh, a Twitter-like object, Facebook feed, or is it still coming through uh, That's, the old It's time? really interesting. I, I think news, I go get it. I go to, go to New York Times and go to ESPN to figure out what's happening yeah. in sports and what's happening in the world. And then personally, I think the things I, I do in my personal life are the feeds coming to me because I've curated, tell me the new restaurants, mm -hmm. tell me the new happenings around town, tell me the new art gallery opening, those come my way. So mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like that way. And then work like Digital Dumbo, Trello, Envision, I get a lot of different feeds that way because I'm just kind of curious about what's happening around town. And those, well, they take some time to skim, they're definitely good about just getting what's kind of the culture around design and, and things happening that way. So... It's interesting. I, I definitely do think about trying to split out my personal account and my work stuff, but I've, I've realized that they're just so intertwined and have been for so long that to decouple them at this point yeah. that I feel like any kind of like name issues, address issues are so out there. So privacy-wise, it's just like it's all there anyway. So I think with the, for me, the work separating those two is, is when I see... Uh, uh, something come in and it's on my personal email right. then I'm curious like getting a letter at the door in the old school like oh, I'm excited to read it but if I see it coming in the work I'm like on a Saturday out of there that's mm -hmm. a downer so that was like I think it's an important thing like mentally to keep those two things because you are what about so Slack because I feel like Slack I don't open Slack on the weekend 
But you are, you guys are on. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, at whack. At work. And it's not everyone. It's the, the younger kids and the grandpa in the room. Mm. Do you have Slack on your phone? Not yet. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing I won't do. I won't Slack on my phone. But I think at the yeah. moment, I mean, Slack is, it's work. So. Certainly. I don't want more work on my phone. Yeah. The one thing this exercise made me realize is how much your work does impact what tools that you are accessing. And then I think that's not a surprise why Slack and Facebook at work are trying to make a play. Because um, it just happens to be in terms of where I work now. Now I'm really in like this very outlook world. Well, I've had jobs where I've been in the Gmail interface and I actually think my browsing was different then. Yeah. Because you're just like, Completely. you're toggling between your two accounts way more often. Yeah. That's not happening for me anymore. So because you have Outlook, it's just work in that way. So you're in that pain, that's yeah. the work window. And then it's like, if you do open up Gmail, it's a separate sort of stream of your life. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And do you find yourself then, because you're using Outlook in that way that you don't open up Gmail because you know, sort of like, I'm in my work zone here, so I'm going to not give myself That's definitely been happening to me. So this was a hyper busy week for me, but when I look at it, I was on Gmail three to five times a day, if I'm really honest about it. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I remember reading was New York Times, Quartz, and Skim off of my Gmail, but not much else. Um, I used to read Ad Age and Ad Week Digiday a lot, but this week I think I was too busy. So that's what I noticed. If I'm really, really busy, I'm not reading everything I usually read. We get those publications at the office, so I get to go through that. That's another feed, that. analog. Yeah, the analog. And delivered the thing, which and is kind of nice. I do it over lunch, and I just like flip through, read a bit, then check that if there's a link, like um, the new uh, ad, gum ad. Trident, no, not Trident, I'm going to blow it. It's, um, Wrigley's Extra. Mm. <laughs> right. So I went, to, so I look, I, I read about it, then I can check on my phone, then I carry on reading. There was some kind of, kind of, relaxing yeah complete and that's so that's what i noticed about television this week so um facebook it was a really busy week so if i'll be honest it was two to three times a day but i think sometimes like you're on facebook way more just as filler when you're doing something um instagram only three days a week i posted twice i have down here man i hate linkedin because I have so much of my LinkedIn I haven't responded to. Mm. I just don't like going there, but I know a lot of people are using it because there's things to respond to. In terms of people adding you, with a with new job shift, obviously you'll have yeah. new connections, but are you saying, should you be reading more articles posted by people too? No, I just don't use LinkedIn like that, but I'm a Twitter person, so I think maybe in some ways LinkedIn is actually building that muscle for people who aren't using Twitter to yeah. read news on their LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um so Twitter, for me, I'm one of those hyper Twitter users, so it's always on in the background. I find it's easier to be in, like, our situation, because I assume you still you still take the F, right? Mm. So we have, like, service for a little bit, so I find it's way easier to load oh, yeah. Twitter. And then I can be reading Twitter even though the Wi-Fi ran out. So then on the subway, I'll be getting through, like, my New York Times Daily Digest and, like, a score, like a quartz and a skim, which I just combined to one word. Interesting. What if it's um, a squims, a scores, scores, scores. scores. Uh, and then Twitter because, but that's the only reason. But that's a very New York thing because Instagram just doesn't load as many images. No. Facebook you, doesn't load as much. Twitter you got to really do good. like a double load more, load yeah. more, then it loads up a load more. <laughs> but that is kind of interesting, is because you come out of Carol or you come out of fourth, 
you come into fourth and you just see people like whoosh, yeah, exactly. Like light, lighting up their phones yeah, yeah, as they yeah. load up. And, and like everyone's on ding, call. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, I was in the city yesterday and they had it from Upper West Side all the way through to down by York actually. And like the whole like NRQ from 42nd Town. Or when you, when I used to go above, because now I work so downtown. Yeah. When I was at 14th Street, yeah, that was definitely another time to be like, oh, now I can load something new. Mm. Um, so what I thought was interesting to me was, was there any marketing or any news that just, inter- even though I was really busy, that interrupted my flow? So um, for marketing, I definitely did click on a Crew email. That was more because they kind of had a carousel image. And they had a 30% sale, but I didn't buy anything. But I was like, oh, this is interesting to see like a carousel image in my email. And it totally works. I'm like, ooh. And then now that I have a more, it's not even a corporate job, but a more bureaucratic job and have to dress differently now. Um, MM, MM Fleur, it's like this new brand for like women workwear, but I just really like the clothes and they kind of have an almost like an Everlane feel, but more for like professional women oriented. And I definitely open one or two of their emails because they have very much like that content creation around the clothes. And it's on your mind too. It's, you've curated the, those, you, you like those brands enough to welcome them in and you can, we can easily delete those, but it's like, you're yeah. welcome to say. It's like, you'll never notice a car ad unless you're looking for a car. Hmm. And now with Outlook, I'm on Outlook so much more. So it definitely makes you think, eventually some people are going to be like, how do we disrupt Outlook and like get our marketing messages in well, there? Don't they, I see, I think that's the decline of Messenger. In the MSN Messenger was tied mm. to that suite and there was a lot of that going on. I remember I still have actually an account there. But um, I don't know where those people have gone. Yeah, I Scott, don't have to do it. No. Well, it, it's, the same, it's like Kevin was saying, it's the same reason I use mail instead of Gmail interface because I prefer be able to, I think you can... You can use the feed how you want better. It's not sort of just like everything's exploding through here. It's just like I've selected what's going to be in there and I can get rid of it as easily as I want. And now that I work in a very quiet office, which is a little hard for me, being that I've come from two now, two in a row, very loud offices, Yeah. I've been using SoundCloud a lot and with Panoply. So then I just listen to podcasts during the day when I'm at work and still lots of Spotify, but I find that like listening to... I actually work better to podcasts and music, so that's just a personal switch I've made. I'm probably the only one. And I can tell on SoundCloud that there's too many podcasts. In the sense, like, no, there's not many... Um, she doesn't really mean that. <laughs> there's not that many plays. There's not that many plays in some podcasts that I love. But it could be that people are on, on iTunes and they're listening to it, but on the SoundCloud plays, you see how many plays mm-hmm. it has. And there's some really good podcasts that I think could be should be getting way more attention. A, because I find the news reporting actually better and more in-depth. Because at a certain point in your career, it's not just to know the news, it's really to think what are the implications of the news. So in that end, these were the news stories that like interrupted my flow. Um, so Theranos, all the Wall Street Journal reporting on that, and just like seeing it first and being like, what the hell? I didn't even know that company existed because, you know, I'm not a venture capitalist, so I'm not like hunting for like the next unicorn that's just not my job but that definitely interrupted the drone report that the intercepted mm. which was so well designed i didn't get to go through all the pieces yeah. but I, it was I saw that one as well. really well done um shout out to my friend rubina who does her social media because she had a really busy week <laughs> good, um, good medium i went on once because deray wrote a very long um piece about 
meeting with Hillary and Bernie and then seeing if the messages were actually in the debate. So the debate, for sure, I was definitely more on Twitter during the debate and I made time to see the debate. Was the Medium article you read a feed or you got a link from somebody? It was all via Twitter first. Okay. Then the news about Danny Meyer... Yes. That eater piece, for some reason, just really stood out to me. So those were the those were the four news pieces that somehow, like just looking at them on Twitter, there was something about them where I actually like went to the page and really tried to figure it out. Because I don't really get to browse through outlets anymore because mm. I think my work is so news oriented that I have to have like a more higher level, high like a and high level like I yeah care. yeah. Um, and then I definitely use weather.com quite often. In the morning, so I'll like. Do you want baked into the phone or? No, like this. I actually ask as if I like my air, and when I'm getting ready, and just to make sure, like, do I need an umbrella, etc. And I use Hot Stop twice because I think I'm an old lady who's really bad at navigation, as <laughs> everyone knows. I definitely use it twice, and I use Google Maps twice. But I, I did have one of those days where I was like going one of those weeks where I was going to like places I'd never been before. I got to go to a training on Cabin Plaza East. Who goes to Cabin Plaza East? Like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, just things like that. So what I did what I did think though was that if you think about it in some ways, when the TV was on at night, it did have my attention. So I think that was interesting. I keep the, I keep it on I always keep things on in the background. So if it's not going to be like SoundCloud or WNYC or Spotify. I always have something on in the background, but I think that's because I just don't have time to really like get to like sit with content, even though I actually like to. And those are, uh, is that ever the primary feed for you at that time, or is it always that's the secondary feed? The primary feeds whatever you're viewing on the device, phone, tablet. What do you wait? So are you referring to like when I'm like in transition, or when I'm actually at work? Uh, no, I'm saying like we were talking about having the TV on, so I was secondary, or so I was on the background. Yeah. Because what you're primarily doing is still. Um, so sometimes, yeah, I was doing work at night and had the TV on and wasn't really paying attention to it. Um, I mean, Justin was paying attention to it. I wasn't. But I would say in the morning. So, like, some mornings I definitely did, like, toggle between, like, MSNBC and NY1. And it was just interesting. Like, I, I mean, here's a good example. So with the debate, everyone says on Twitter, Bernie won it. But, like, on, like, traditional media, Hillary won but you do see that when you're actually immersed in both worlds, you do see there's such a difference the between the messable well, and between the messages that people are getting. It's almost so I think that is actually probably the most interesting part about this is to think, I mean, your reality is so influenced by the media you consume. Mm. And, the, and your and reality can be very different. In the feeds that you choose to have in terms of whatever it is, entertainment, news, work, etc. As, as long as you curate those, you're gonna get your view of the world through that very specific yeah, so that's why I don't think it's really surprising when we see, I forget this individual's name, but the one who, like, hijacked the price of that AIDS drug through, like, mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. market stuff. Right. Like, I'm not surprised that people like that still exist in the sense that if if you want to be in whatever world you want to be in, you can immerse yourself in that world and nothing else permeates through it. So if you want to be in, like, a pro-gun world, you can just immerse yourself in the world and nothing will disrupt it for you. Except maybe you could say a debate, but now the problem is that, like, this whole narrative, like, the narratives are so strong in the world, and then you just hear them in the talking points. So how... And maybe it's because a result of what I do, I've now I've become, like, cynical in the sense that I identify it. So I'm like, yep, that's a message that is part of this 
you know, constituent. And that's what they want to hear. And that message mm. is this. Like, yeah. that, that's really the lack of authenticity. When you know if you say something, a certain person's going to say yes or no. Well, and we know, I mean, we see that from brands, too. And we've, yeah. It doesn't have to even be politically driven. Right. So that, that makes me wonder when we talk about curating your own sort of life and hearing what you want to hear. And if you want to be, you know, into the gun lobby, you can just be in that world. How often do you guys sign up for a new feed, a new thing, a new, a new brand, a new, whether it's a new J. Crew sort of thing or a new venue or new whatever, to know that it's like you want to expand the number of things that you're getting because you care about hearing about more stuff. <clears throat> yes, the one smart thing I think about that is, so I was really into Slate Podcasts before, so when they launched Panoply, it fit into already my habits. Um, I think a lot of sometimes, like, the really effective, like, plug-in add-ons, new apps, are actually just building on, like, something of human behavior that's happening. And that's what I feel like works for me. Or if, like, the content's really good. So Quartz is... I, I just like the style. It's more international in terms of its business. It's way pithier than The Economist. I used to be a big Economist reader, and now, you know, I'm not at Columbia Business School anymore. I don't really have time right. to, like, sit with The Economist. But I've definitely, like, had stages in my life where that's, like, been an important publication. But I like... I think sometimes you find the medium that, that fits, like, what's going on in your day, which is the great thing. So right now there's so many forms available. I think, for me... Sometimes I don't sign up. I, I buy something or go to a meeting or, you know, like uh, something. And then I start getting these emails. I'm like, then I'll look one, two, and it's, it's a yay or nay. It's like gets cut immediately right. or stopped. Unsubscribe. Uh, and then on the other side, I did sign up to this um, random newsletter, these weird things. You know, now there's these tiny letters. Everyone's like doing these mm. kind of strange little newsletters. Yeah. Uh, and then I, the one kind of looked good and interesting, and I'm, I signed up and I got it, but it's not as good as the Twitter feed. So I'm like, well, time to go. Right. And, you, and I think that's the great news is that you can do that. You can check it, give it a go, put it in your inbox, get rid of it, and then yeah. if you say I'm out, I, 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 I have more success um, finding a, like a Twitter user, a really good one that you're interested in. You, you, you can first do manually and then follow. And you'll know over time if it's a value or not, right? You know, as a, as an information source. Um, so I had one observation from reading this morning, uh, and it was about uh, gambling mm. and uh, the multi, uh, the advent that of the multi line yeah. gambling. How it uh, is a brilliant design, but actually very destructive because. Skinner, B.F. Skinner, did the experiment back in the day with the rats where you had them in the cages and then he would have this button that would drop a pellet of food. So once the rats figured that out, uh, they were conditioned. And then he changed everything. Sometimes he pressed the button, nothing came. So it was random. But what he observed is that the rats were still addicted to the behavior of reward. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thinking that's now in our feeds and in our life. We go through... Twitter, you rescan like this. Yeah. And Facebook, we're scanning, we're scanning for that reward. Because there might be that reward, but we don't understand like how much time that's sucking away from us. Oh, and completely. Yeah. And so yeah. you talk about Facebook, you get lost in Facebook because we live in such a time poor environment. Why would you go and invest all this time with a slight reward? Because the the game is engineered for you to lose at like one third. You always you can put in thirty minutes, I mean fifteen minutes, you're gonna lose thirty. 
it's kind of like gambling. Mm -hmm. So instead of the big payout, we give you five cents. You win five cents. Ding! Oh wow! Like I'm feeling good. I'm gonna pay ten cents. Win five cents. But at the end of the day, you're just down. Yeah. But you've been tricked to thinking you're winning. And I think that's what the feeds are starting to do. They're giving you all the information, but you're not getting anything. Right. 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 You have to. You have to be like such an active consumer. I think like, there's not that much passive listening. I think you could say like mm. radio, etc. I really think about like sit back listening, like how yeah. like Pandora versus Spotify. Well, Heidi started. Spotify is highly curated. Doing the NPR like now through the day, and I think it's definitely changed her like observation level oh, it's, yeah, because it's, that's the only thing on. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that's the sense I get. I think you're right about the the rewardness of all these apps and everything doling out how much time we spend with them. But I do believe that people are making the conscious decision now. They're becoming more aware of it because they're saying. What am I spending 20, 30 minutes, two hours, three hours of my day listening to doing? And I think the choice to go to NPR or listen to podcasts is worth saying, I do, I, I'm aware of what's around me. And so I think making that choice because we're aware is happening yeah. more and more. Mm -hmm. At least we might be trapped in the cycle, but we're still using our heads a little bit. So back to your question. Right. Are they here to stay? And I think they are here I to think stay. They are. I think yeah. I think feeds, overwhelmingly more. I think but again it's really coming back to our idea as long as we're choosing the feeds that we want and being aware of the feeds that we want and how we use those feeds that mm. well. But I hope that doesn't contribute to a war room mentality because that's what it reminds me of. Like when you're in a war room situation, mm. that's what it looks like. Or like election night in America and like all <laughs> these different feeds of information and this state, this state. It's, it can't be good for us. Mm. I think self-curation is the... If, you, if you're disciplined in that, you can, it can be successful. And I also think that's why actually so many people are doing passive things, right? Like, so you put on your NPR, you put on your Spotify mm. or Pandora. Like, where, even Fox News. To, mm. to not have to be active constantly. <laughs> to not to be active constantly. Otherwise, it's just yeah, too, it's much, too much. Too much. All right. Well, this has been the weather report. We're going to sign off, but well, I guess one last parting shot. Make sure you think about your feeds. Yeah. Find us on your feeds. That's right. Uh, do please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a comment. Like us. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Thanks a lot. Bye.